What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know just a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, returning onto the scene, <laughs> we got Mr. Paul Newman, who, in fact, is now the uh, most shot podcast that I've ever done. Is this what number three? Or this number is four? number three, man. Number three. You okay. you 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 get a, a version of every single setup. Like at, every single time, there's a new setup. There's uh, Mr. Paul Newman coming right back in. Well, we're growing. What is this? I don't know how long you've been doing. Is this year? One hundred and twenty episodes. This is one hundred and twenty. No, I mean it's somewhere around there. My editor actually reached out to me recently, and he was like, "Hey, man, just to let you know." You're at like 120 right now. That's and awesome. I'm like, what? I, That's I, didn't, I didn't realize it was like that. I've had 120 like phenom- around there, roughly around there. Uh, great just conversations with people centered around entrepreneurship is like literally one of my passions. It's, it's something that I'm super passionate about and so glad to have you on. But, you know, like that's kind of like where we're at right well, now. Well, I, I love it. I love long as I've known you, you've been, you and I have clicked just because we love entrepreneurship we love business and every time we talk which is you know sometimes can be a couple weeks you know where we don't talk but it's just fun to chop it up with you and i'm glad to be here today on the set live awesome awesome so like tell me a little bit about kind of what you what you've been what's been going on right like so last time we we spoke you know we were i think we were sitting we were in the we were in the new studio same same place yep uh, and we were kind of like just talking about, uh, I believe it was funding or like kind of like how to approach the um, real estate game. Yep. Uh, so let's kind of like set the stage a little bit. Uh, let's give a little bit background of, I guess, like, you know, what it is that you do uh, just so that the audience is completely aware. Okay. Uh, been in real estate close to 20 years. Um, got in it right out of school. Um, didn't make any money for like six months, zero dollars and kind of hustled and finally made my first sale and made like $300 and thought I hit the lottery, which was, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, so I've been a real estate agent and, uh, worked at the same company for 10 years, decided to open up my own company, um, States for Real Estate. So that's kind of been my ultimate love is real estate. And, and now I've branched into so many different things, which is one is property management, PMG rentals. Uh, we're up to 1,200 managed properties. Wow. So that's been a very amazing growth story for us. Um, you know, it's just been, it's been an amazing ride. We've got uh, duplexes and apartments and single family houses. We manage the notorious uh, Burkhalter Plantation area, oh. which people camp out overnight for that kind of setup. Recently which is crazy. got, got uh, uh, hit with the hurricane, right? <laughs> yes, it did. And we've got some, uh, we had some interesting videos that we've kind of taken to the sheriff's office. And if you know who you are, you need to come forward. So <laughs> I got it. I got it. So uh, obviously illustrious career. I mean, you're in development, you are in multiple different kind of like avenues. Um, you know, I've never been able to capture uh, this story on air. Uh, uh, but I want to kind of like dive a little bit about kind of like your initial start and how you got even established in the real estate market, right? Because I think that that was one of my favorite stories actually from you, uh, if you're willing to share. Yes, it's 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 kind of a crazy one. So I was a leasing agent in college and I guess I was a senior not really knowing what I was going to do. 
Um, you know, I thought I was going to go do a suit and tie job and move back to Atlanta. So I was a senior. You're originally from Atlanta. And I'm from Atlanta. So I thought that that was going to be maybe do pharmaceutical sales. For whatever reason, I had a friend that was a doctor. And I was like, man, I'll just go sell and, and do the pharmaceutical sales route. So I was a leasing agent at Campus Club Apartments at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, which is right next to the football stadium. I think it's called Freedom's Landing right now. So okay. it's had like 984 residents. So uh, middle of my senior year, I'm getting ready to kind of take uh, – final exams and kind of just figure out where my story's headed. So a guy comes and checks out a package back in the day, Amazon didn't deliver straight to your door, you know, so these packages went to your, uh, up to the front of the complex. So he comes and checks out a package and he takes the package away and I get off my shift. So my shift ends at five o'clock and I go over to a friend's house, which is not in the apartment complex. I lived at campus club at the time. Okay. Went over to park place to a friend's house. And I get a knock at the door, and this guy says, well, you have my package. And I'm like, what What are you talking about? And I recognized him from from the package from, earlier. From earlier. From earlier. And so I said, hey, uh, you know, I don't know what you think I have. I said, but you're welcome to come in. Um, and, and so he kind of is pretty adamant that I have his package. So I said, look, search my car. Like, this is getting kind of weird. So there was a bunch of actually guys there as well. They, were, they had surrounded me at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm some st- hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So, like, let me let me get some clarification. Okay. So, the guy uh, that came to your workplace, yes. he was looking for a package already, or he was dropping. He already something he got off. it. He got his package and went away. So, I gave him whatever package he thought was. Gosh, so okay. Re- he got it. So, so, so he was picking. So up he at that thinks point. that this time I've actually tampered or messed with the package. Oh, okay. So, so some and he kind followed of, you. Some kind of that. Well, it must have after work. Yeah. had really gotten to that point where, I mean, I was just going to hang out and he's thinking I've got his package or whatever. So, so you hear a knock on the door, hear a knock on the door, let him in. What's your you buddy know, say? He's, you know, he's there. He's like, this is weird. And he literally, they didn't end up coming to that apartment. So I come out okay, in the car you, and I'm okay. like, where were you? You know? So <laughs> they surrounded me and finally they let it go. How I'm many like, people? How many people? Probably about five to six, probably five or six guys. Were they old. roughing you up at this point? No, it was not a rough up but it was like eh, this is not something i'm liking to be in you know and what's crazy is at the i had a black eye at the time from softball i turned a double play and this guy ran into my head and I, like i'm wearing the hoodie i mean it's the whole scene the whole scene you know i got the black eye, i'm a hoodie i'm i don't know i don't know what they think of me at this time yeah yeah, yeah. but i'm like look i work i like, have a job like i'm not some i don't thief have I don't, have I don't, I don't have, have your, your package I don't okay have okay okay i go back to where i live that that dies down i go back to where i live um maybe two, three hours later, and two of them are there again. They and came I back to came you. Came back. And so I'm at like, this point, he's tracking you somehow, right? Yeah, he's like, I'm like, okay, I said, look, I'm going to call the cops. I knew this guy named Kendall at the time. He literally was about Shaq size, like okay, six, okay. six, nine. Oh, so we're gonna call the I literally <laughs> called and said, look, come. I told him, and he got there, and I was like, thank God you're here. I was like, this guy <laughs> says, I said, he stayed. The guy that was kind of messing with me or whatever, I was like, he thinks I stole something, and I was like, I, I don't know, I'm not a thief. I don't steal anything. And so I fill out a police report and say, I didn't mess with their package. He fills out a police report saying, eh, this guy, we think he messed with our package. literally fills it out. Oh, his, he name, f- he actually... his name's on it. You know, my name's on it. So that story I just told you dies down, like very bizarre, like basically That's just so kind of super it, weird. Just, what did you think it was at the time? I had no clue. I mean, I had no, no clue other than, oh my God, like, I mean, I'm just not a thief. So I, I, I don't <laughs> really know. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I just never stolen in my life. I'm just not that way. Yeah. And so that whole story dies down and I'm getting ready to take my final exams. And it's probably like my spring semester, uh, take my final exams. And then the DEA for New Mexico calls and he says, 
Just on the phone? Just uh, calls me on the phone and says, hey, you filled out a police report, and the guy you filled out a police report is actually uh, – has been arrested for a double homicide in New Mexico. What? So that's that. So that that did that happen before or after this incident? Um, that happened. Well, so what happens is they they the police the guy says, hey, he has been arrested. There was somebody that survived, and he's been arrested. And you, he, the guy that filled out the police report at your place was, was the guy that got arrested. So <laughs> I had to go testify as a senior in college and just kind of tell the story about them tracking me and thinking, so what was happening is they shipping drugs from New Mexico to Georgia Southern and Statesboro and selling them. Wow. And, and so, he was receiving that. And he must have been receiving it or whatever in his organization. And they thought that I was the person. Man, that and must I have had been no, I was so very, scary. Oh, for <laughs> oh sure. It was, it was a very crazy time and, you know, didn't know why I was put on that path to have. So I told my dad, like, why am I testify in the middle of, you know, all by myself flying out in New Mexico and just telling not a really incriminating story, but just what happened. So you had to take the stand? So I had to take the stand and just and just kind of rehash that. Them. Did, you see, did you see him there? Uh, I didn't really see him because they had it kind of blocked off okay, and I'm okay. just kind of looking at it. So it was just, and then that was it. You know, it, it was a very, but, uh, but the reason is I met this guy on a plane. So I'd like everybody I talked to, hey, what do you do? What's your mom? I mean, what does your mom and dad do? I'm always curious just about business in general, like we always do. Hey, well, you know, let's talk about this. And this guy tells me, hey, I sell real estate on ocean lakes and mountains. And it was like, that was like, as soon as he said that, I love to be outside. I love nature. I love like the sales. I'm like, if that's what you do, like I want to come work for you. Mm. And so that was my aha moment of, you know, hey, that I want to get, I'm going to get my real estate license. So literally got home, took my real estate license, passed. Went to St. Mary's, Georgia to interview with his company on the ocean, um, beautiful oak trees, all this stuff. And they said, we're going to hire you. I'm like, awesome. All my dreams are coming true. They said, we're going to pay you eight bucks an hour. And I'm like, eight bucks an hour. I'm a college graduate. I'm worth more than eight bucks an hour, you know? And um, so I turned the job down, said, I'll get my master's. Let me kind of figure out what real estate is like. And so I worked here for six months, made zero dollars. So I always mm -hmm. joke and say, I should have took the eight dollar hour job, you know? <laughs> But that's how I got into it. Very crazy start. Very crazy time in my life. Um, and I'm in real estate because of a plane trip and talking to a guy and going, hey, you should get into real estate and come work for me. Have you have you kept in touch with him? So the funny thing is, no, I hadn't talked to him in 15, 16 years. I remembered his name, mm -hmm. looked him up, found him somehow on LinkedIn. Yeah. And literally said, look, I, I know you don't care about this. I said, but I thought I would call you and tell you you are the reason I got into real estate and have had an amazing career from meeting you on a plane, yeah. you know, and you changed the course of what my life ended up being. Because uh -huh. I, I don't think, you know, I thought real estate was good. Never, I would have never probably been an agent did, if, did if he not respond? that plane. Oh, he was just very receptive. He's like, that's awesome. I'm so glad you, you know, told me the story. Yeah. So it was just pretty neat. That that's cool. Just to tell somebody, hey, the random conversation that you probably never would remember I'd even forgot my name and you changed the course of my life and my family's life. Let's talk about that, right? Because I'm, I'm finding now, you know, obviously we both have, our spheres of influence at this point. Yes. We, we're we're working with people, um, you know, either they're on the come up or or whatever it is. Um, I, I think it goes understated how much impact we're able to have just with the simple conversation. The course of your entire life has like w was shifted because at that point you didn't really know what direction you were going no. in, and in that one moment that he told you like this is what I do, you were like. 
all right, that sounds great. Yeah. And of course, it didn't play out necessarily that you're not selling real estate on, unless you are. No, not like, on Ocean Lakes and Mountains, no. So soon? Soon? No. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's the next step. But I, I feel like, you know, that those conversations are happening at, you know, we, we never know what type of impact we're able to have on people just within a moment. Such a good point. And I, I, I find myself driven in my life at this point to to talk to people, motivate them, ask them their goals, ask them, you know, just, and I think you do the same stuff. And it's, it's so refreshing to hear these young people. And some of them, bam, I had some guy that rattled off like seven things the other day. And I was like, damn, that's <laughs> so good. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's what you want for people. You want to figure out their why. I know you're big on yep. why, why do you want to do this business? Or, you know, I've had a lot of times when I've wanted to open up another business and say, well, do you really, do you want to go down that? Do you want to give up your time? Why, why are you doing that? And sometimes it pulls you back from opening up that next thing or that mm. next great idea. Mm. But I am very driven to motivate people. Sometimes it's giving them ownership in a business that may be your idea, but, and you could probably speak on this, Adam, like you can't, you can't do everything yep. and you have to have good people around you. Yep. And that's, that's been a major deal for me. Yeah. How do you uh, find, like, what do you look for in a team member? Right. So with, with, on my end, uh, I've, open multiple businesses now, right? Like yes. in, in, in each of these businesses, the only reason why I'm able to do so is because I find team members that are motivated, they're, they're passionate and yes. they want to somehow uh, achieve something. And I try to align with them, right? Yes. Like if they have an interest in video per se, you know, I, I say, hey, like let's create these opportunities yeah. and let's see where it goes. Yep. And, you know, Two Fly Guys, the media production company was born out of that, right? Uh, Ross was actually one of my team members at one of the restaurants yep. and, and he just showed promise. And I think that that's such a important thing. And for me, what I look for often is just a drive. You know, Driven. and, 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 you 100%. know, if, if they can execute on what they say they're going to do, right. You want to be that person that shows up on time that actually yep. kind of like, you know, what, when they say they're going to do something, they're going to they're do, do it. Yeah. What, what other things do you look for? I mean, you, you nailed a lot. I mean, it's funny cause you have different organizations where when you are a serial entrepreneur, like you and I are, you may go, Oh man, this guy's awesome, but I could use him over here. Mm. And maybe he shared some of his dreams and I, I like video. We, yep. Oh, I kind of like video too. Like, let's go do this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there was a girl, uh, Kaylin that worked in yep. PMG Rentals, who was very smart, very Fun driven. Fact, she actually was part of my organization. That's right. You're welcome. That's You're it. welcome. Yes, I'm just kidding. You. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> she's she's been um, really great, and we we pulled her and started a vacation rental mm -hmm. management company. Yep. And we're growing, and it's been a really good run there. I think we're up to forty plus properties. Wow. And it's been really neat, and it's and it's that company's at its infancy. We're still trying to. It's a very labor intensive, um, mm -hmm. not manual labor, but a very, you have to be on it in that business. There's so many guests checking in and out yep. and, and you know, it's, you got to track these trends, you know, vacation sector can be really strong at times and really slow at times too. Mm -hmm. So that's a, everybody thinks, oh, let's go get me an Airbnb and it's all fun and games. And it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of extra money involved and, and it's not as easy sometimes when the economy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, to stay on the, what being driven showing up having i i am i love i you know you can't always have two idea guys like you think mm -hmm. you're a big idea guy right and sure. like hey this is a great idea but you got to have somebody boots on the ground too that Execution. really can get it done yeah um but having the big dreams and goals i love to align with people like that but you do have to go all right well i'm, I'm gonna get in there and get it done that's right and i think you know ideas uh they are 
it's ideas the easy part what i find the there to be a lack of is actually the execution side because right. it's easier to kind of like come up with the idea right but actually how you execute and mm -hmm. see things through is actually i think at the core of it so in my organizations i'm always pushing people to make sure that hey when we when we have this concept yep. let's see it through let's make sure that it gets across the finish line and following up with that like did it did my ideas did it did yep. it follow through and there's been a lot of times that some of the stuff that I feel like I'm coming up with is not finishing, mm. but you know, and some of that's on me for not following up. You know, we get pulled in so many different directions and I've been, you know, the people around me lately, I'm like, let's do this, let's do this. And I'll fire away. My brain's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah. but you still gotta, you know, you do gotta follow up and did that, you know, yeah. did you finish? That's right. That's right. Um, but I love bopping in and out of the multiple businesses. I, I love, I mean, PMG Rentals is so, so proud of that. Stephanie Anderson and I own that company and it's just been, such a steady business and, and, you know, we can sell out of that too. Sometimes our owners go, Oh, we're ready to get, you know, we'll put it on the market. And, and then sometimes a new owner will buy the property we put on the market and kind of play the game again. So it's just been such a, it's been such a good business. Let, let's talk about that, right? So um, I like businesses that complement each other. Yes. And there's no scenario in which uh, two businesses complement more than such as like a PMG in a Statesboro real estate. Correct. But let's talk about that. So PMG is the rental side of the company. Property management. We are the go between PMG handles tenants that uh, we handle the tenants, mm -hmm. the complaints, all the fun stuff, uh, and then in between the owners. So we're the middleman for the owner and the tenant. Okay. And what's so cool, like you said, the compliment is we can sell a property, anybody, and we can just say, hey, we're ready to manage that property for you. So you have somebody that's an expert going, this is what it'll rent for. It's not just a guessing game. So you can go, well, I can sell you that, and this is what I can rent it for. So it's just nice to be able to get that um, combo. And it is such a perfect complement mm. to each other. Talk to me about uh, kind of what the current climate is, right? So, you know, real estate is one of those things where obviously it kind of like there's market trends. Yep. Um, however, I, I still think that it's one of the, if not the best way to build wealth, one of the best ways to build wealth, right? It's it's at, you, it's one of those things where, you know, when you pay the money, you actually see something that you're getting. Um what is kind of like the current status of the real estate market just in general? I think I think it's tough for people to enter right now. It is still the ultimate best investment in my opinion. I am just a big real estate guy. I mean, mm -hmm. I would love somebody to challenge me on the stock market. I know that the financial, there's all these people that put us in this box and go put it in your 401k and sure. and that's your ultimate saving thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, and so many people are just on that train. And mm -hmm. it, and it's probably good for most, but I think when you dive into the math of real estate and all of the benefits that it just, I'm sorry, real estate beats all other investments, in my opinion. To, mm -hmm. to, and, you know, I tell this example a lot of times to people, we work hard at our jobs and different things. And a lot of stuff you cannot pass down. You can't pass down, if you're a college professor, you can't pass that job down to your kid. They mm. may want that job again, but you can't just pass it down. Sure. Real estate, if you have children and family and that kind of stuff, it is truly able if you retain that asset to be passed down mm. and, and you can borrow from it, you know, a lot of upper end financial stuff, which we don't have to get in now, but you could pay it off. And in 30 years, you could, you could it pull could steal your, that asset. Yeah. Yeah. And retain it and keep it. And, and they could eat out of it or, you know, have money coming in off of it. So it's just a, I don't know. It's just a wonderful investment has been very fruitful for, for mainly all PMG owners, not yeah. just myself. I have bought some, but, um, 
you know, 98% of what PMG has is not my own. It's, it's for other owners that have 10, 20 properties, 40 properties. We have owners with 50 plus properties. That's awesome. Um, so again, what, what's kind of current climate right now? Like okay, how- so so current, so so it's tough for people to enter, right? Because prices are rising. And what caused that? Uh, everybody locked in these low rates and I feel like they realized how good a rate they had. And real estate is kind of getting still shown and proven to be such a good asset that people are like, well, what, do I really want to sell it? I mean, you know, you and I's thoughts sure. on it. We buy and hold. Hold. I mean, we're hold players for hopefully for life. But I think more people are going, well, why do I really want to sell and pay the government half or whatever the tax rate is? Or should I keep it and keep going down playing the game? So I think so many people are going, let me keep this asset. So that's locking. That's not turning loose inventory. Why did interest rates, uh, did we see inter- interest rates so low? recently well you know you saw the you know uh god 2020 hit COVID. and i think we got way too aggressive. in hindsight we stayed in the fives or something just kind of you know for people to buy and trade then the, the, everybody accelerated when you got that three percent people refied people i mean golly i got a rate for 1.875 you think That's i'm ever going to sell that property yeah, I mean, absolutely what's the point in a million years <laughs> no never 1.875 timed it perfectly but like you're not selling when you're in the twos and threes to go up to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. What I think will happen is, this is truly a prediction, it'll stay seven to eight probably for the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. And then finally they'll start to touch maybe low sixes, upper fives, and people go, man, 5.85, that's an amazing mm-hmm. rate. Mm-hmm. Then you'll start to see some trades. Yeah, But even new construction can't catch up. So when you talk about the current climate, the construction industry short. There was some huge article about how they're short laborers. Yeah, we have unbelievable demand in our area due to the ports and the the plants and all what's coming. We can't catch up. We but, can't catch up. But, but it's not like that everywhere, is it? The demand. I would say it's maybe not like that everywhere. But the demand may not be as strong in other parts. But there's still no inventory in other parts due to these rates of, mm. of people holding. Yeah. So and they're, we're just not able to catch up on new constructions across the country. You see all these stats that new construction is way it's just behind. behind it can't catch population growth right now it's wild uh let's let's kind of like uh shift it and and kind of like give some lay some foundation mm-hmm. so we keep talking about this interest rate so maybe there's some listeners out there that don't understand that piece okay how would you uh explain the interest rate to maybe some of those listeners well yeah you know some of the stuff you get into some of the interest rates is like man that's like kind of over my head stuff but the lower the interest rate, the lower your payment. So, you know, you may hear a 3%, then you may hear a 7%. Eh, I mean, why is that such a big deal? Well, you know, a $300,000 house at, you know, 3% interest may be, you know, I don't know, $1,500 a month payment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're going to have to check on that. It's probably not right. <laughs> but now go buy that same house at 7.5% and instead of your $1,500 a month payment, you're at $2,400. bucks, mm. $900 difference. Same house per per month per month. Mm-hmm. Same house, same price. So, I mean, you'd much rather be paying fifteen hundred than twenty four hundred a month. That that's you know that's a lot of extra money for groceries and for your day to day. Yeah. So your common, uh, your everyday person trying to to get ahead and do that financial move for them, they're like, I can't. I don't know if I can even swing that interest rate. And so, if you have three percent, why are you gonna? You know, you're not in a hurry. So when the interest rates are low. That encourages people to buy. Correct. And the higher that it is, it makes it more difficult because 
if you do have a low interest rate, you're not willing to trade it up for something that's higher. And and the prices have risen so hard that you may not even get the same house. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a tricky field. So I, I what I t- what I the main thing I, I to shorten this up, I usually say the inc- right now the incentive's not there. Mm-hmm. The, the and then people move and are motivated by incentives. Mm-hmm. And there's no incentive for you to go and trade up right now. Mm-hmm. So until something, or, or you just kind of have to get used to what it is. But your ultimate goal still should be to own your place. If you, the the stat that's on, number one. The stat on owning property over being a renter is huge. I think the wealth is ten times uh, an owned person who owns a property is ten times that of a renter. That's right. So it is. Look, it's not easy, sure. but it is. It should be a goal for most people to to try to save money and own a house. How how should that process work? I think the the best house hack is. Look, Lori and I, when we bought our first property, we bought it, um, you know, a three and a half percent down. That's an FHA loan. Mm-hmm. So your easiest way. And then we lived in it for a while mm-hmm. and we still retain that property today as wow. a rental. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is a way to go. Look, if I don't. Some people want to go buy their first house and it's a four hundred thousand dollar house in our market. Four hundred thousand is a very nice house. Correct. And some people, that's their goal. I'm not telling the audience that that's a wrong goal, mm-hmm. but if you even think that real estate wants to be in your investment portfolio, buy a cheaper house, mm-hmm. buy a 260 yep. at three and a half percent. So yep. that's your goal of a smaller amount down. Because mm-hmm. if you start buying investment properties right off the rip, it's usually 20% down, but you can buy three, four, five houses with lower money down than 20 if it is your primary residence. So you have to live in it. You got to live in it. Yeah, you can or be mortgage fraud if you don't, you know, you, so we don't, we're not going to get into that today <laughs> on this not play with that. So we're, we are really wanting you to, yes, you're, you're buying it with whoever, yourself, your significant other, you're putting your three and a half percent down. That's probably your low. Some people are actually in our market, there is a hundred percent down, no money down. It just... No money, quali- down no money down. It's a, but US, you have to it's a USDA loan. You have to qualify, and yeah. so um, you got to get in the game somehow, yeah. some way. Because you, you know, when's this time to plant a tree? What is it? They say fifteen years ago or whatever. So you got to, right. you got to put your roots down. I often hear uh, the uh, "it's not time in the market." Wait, wait, it's not. I got, I got you. Don't wait to invest in real estate. Invest in real estate and wait. There it is. So there it's it is. yeah, it's 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 a waiting game. You know, you don't keep waiting to buy. You go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off and wait. Yeah. And if your plan is to ultimately, like we talked about, keep it, it doesn't matter if you if your interest rate's higher right now or you timed it a little high. If you're not selling in two years, four years, keep that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep it for 15, keep it for 20. Real estate in life, I wish everybody would think long-term. If we all thought long-term, you're going to be better at all phases of your life. That is true. All phases. That is true. Even health, even... Yep. You know, which is something you and I both like to be healthy. We like to be motivated. It makes us feel better. Yep. Um, you work out, you're not feeling like crap after you get done working out in the morning. Uh, what it makes me feel like crap is if I don't work out. Yeah. I, it throws my entire day off, yeah. right? Like, so every single morning, like clockwork, I will try to make it to the gym uh, and at least get in an hour, right? Like that's yes. at minimum. But it's a great way to start the day. It actually kind of like gets the blood flowing. Yep. Uh, any sort of stress that I have, it, it's gone. It's gone. Um, it's it's a very solid way that I've I found. How do you do it? 
Well, I, you know, you and I have, I've watched you from, golly, when I first met you. I remember seeing you in the gym hitting the boxing bag. By the way, guys, you don't want to mess with Adam. He will knock you out. Nah, uh, you always dude hits like hard. <laughs> dude, yeah. Well, I, so I saw him a long time ago at 180, and we were doing some boxing stuff. This was and, before we knew each other. Yeah. And, and well, I just know you as the dude that could hit hard. <laughs> he was hitting that boxing bag hard. But, no, it's – um. I am not as consistent as you. I've admired your consistency. It's mm. hard. That's the hardest thing of staying in the gym is the routine and the consistency of it. How, is your mind going to say, oh, I don't want to do it today? Yeah. Because we all say, well, I'm too busy. Everybody's yeah. got that thing. Well, I don't go to the gym because I got too much to do. Yeah. Well, I got three kids. I got this, this, and this, and I still find a way to get there. That's right. So I don't want to hear the excuses. You yeah. got to turn your mind and make it a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, having said that, I am not always the most consistent I want to be. Okay. Um, lately, I have been in about three, four days a week. So mine is Pretty drop solid. the kids off at school. Um, now they're back in school, that routine is created. I drop them off. I go straight to the gym. And, you know, I mix it up. I, I still love pickleball. So that's a little bit of cardio. Um, but I try to just incorporate weights and some different stuff. Talk and to me about pickleball. Crazy. It's crazy about it. I mean... I don't know, maybe one day in Statesboro, here's a little goal that I'll have some indoor, like, massive. You want it? Yeah, I I don't even care if it makes money. And I know most people are like, well, everybody does stuff to make money. But I think it would just be so neat for the public and for for everybody to have access to something so cool like that. How how has that, I mean, apparently pickleball has been around uh, for a long time, but... Like, I think Corona, I think, I think 2020 sped it up. People are looking to get outside. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it may have started before, you know, started, the train started before then. But that's when I found it. That, you know, I, yep. Matthew Tyson called me and said, man, I'm over here playing at Bob and Kenny's. And <laughs> I remember he goes, that. You got it. You got to come try this game. And I, I was remember like, that. Instantly, I was like, oh my God, I yeah. love pickleball. And so, you know. And you, you ha- competed, right? Yeah, I competed. I've had won some tournaments. Let's that's go. That's been kind of cool. competition yes and i'm very i mean that's competitions at my core i'm very motivated to be the best and and um you know you go through different cycles of where you feel like you're you just always want to be number one and be the best and it's and it's still you just you want to do your best i mean that is what drives you and and competition is always true i mean anything i want to beat you at anything i play you at why why do you think pickleball has made such a boom it's so it's a social thing man it's like you're getting your exercise in and you're not sitting around like talking but it's like it's you're you're dapping your teammate up you're laughing when somebody popped it up and so, i mean it's just pickleball has so many cool shots in it too or you spin or you you know it's so it's just uh they're Wait, quick it's tennis. quick it's quick man it's mm. it's quick games you can rip six games in an hour and a half pretty easy i mean some games are eight minutes 12 minutes and they're you know you're playing to 11 and it's just you get a great workout in an hour and a half, two hours, you're done. You're soaking wet and you got your heart rate up. And, yeah. You know, and you saw some friends and you, you know, and you played. So I think it's the combination of quick, fun games with, with some people that you like. I think it's a sense of community, mm. which, you know, which you and I talk about health and stuff. And I really want to live a really long life. Like mm-hmm. I would love to, to hit 100, would love it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you study is, is community. And the older population loves pickleball. Yeah. And one of the things that you see is the sense of community um, in these blue zones. If you start looking into all those things, and that's a big thing, they're they're celebrating their elders. America mm. does a terrible job of. I mean, why do you think that's the case? I think if you're older, we just feel like America's so on the go. You just get out of my way. I have no use for you. You mm. know, and it's. Um, I've got a guy working with me right now who's in his sixties, and he's awesome, and he mm-hmm. just wants to be busy. He came to me, and he was like. I want to be doing something. And I think that there's so many people in this 
60s, even 70s age group that probably does want to be doing something and stay useful and stay doing stuff. And that's how longevity, you sit around and you quit and you retire. Everybody's got this goal of retiring. Mm. You sit around and do nothing. It, I, I do mind. not see it as a good thing. Yeah. I think, you know, keeping the brain active uh, oftentimes, and I'm not sure why, you know, uh, we have uh, a term in Chinese that we call xiao sun. It's um, pi- uh, f- uh, filial piety. Okay. But what, what that means is basically being very kind to your elders, right? Like yes. it's But that term is very uh prominent within like Asian culture in in terms of kind of like being able to talk about, you know, attributes that, that a child has. Yes. But filial piety is something that like, it, it's not like you hear often in uh, like American kind of yeah. like conversation. It's not, it's just kind of like, Hey, like, you know, after they, after they grow up, they, they go off and do their own thing. Right. And I don't know if that's necessarily like, it's it's just different, right? I, I think it's different, but they, they're on to something. Uh, you know, the cultures that celebrate their their elders and really show the love, and and sometimes it's still families living in the same household. You know yep. what I mean? And it's and that I I don't know. It's maybe it's just the love and the extra communication. I think that you're you're getting. I mean, if you're sitting up by yourself with nobody to care for you and love on you, like I don't know. I think that that's that hurts. Yeah. So you know, everything I keep seeing is exercise. Um, a sense of community, a sense, mm-hmm. you know, it's that love is there. And of course, diet is, golly, the diets, it's, it's got to be a huge one, right? What does what Mr. Paul Newman eat? You do any salads? Love my Newman, salads. Newman salads? Love my salads. Is that you? Newman's own dressing, <laughs> not mine. Not mine. Soon uh, to be? No. Would you ever do that? The, uh, what? Come out with the sauce line? No, that's Paul Newman already did that. The real Paul Newman. I know. You that. are Newman. the real yeah, Paul Newman. May, maybe now. Um <laughs> No, I, I diet's important to me. I mean, I do uh, got to start my day with coffee. I really kind of got, mm. I, I would say, intermittent fasting on most days. Okay. So What do you do? Co- like off coffee on? in the morning. So the last meal's at 6, right? Okay. Nice family dinner. We don't cook a bunch of sides. Like, we usually just have, like, maybe a meat and just something small. Like, it's not a three-course with a bread and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, portions are a big deal for us. Sure. Um, I love my family dinners. We, you know, no phones, no anything. Love you know, that. Where it's, you know, so we really sit down and have just great family dinners. Probably my most cherished part of my day. Um, but six o'clock dinner, uh, I'm pretty disciplined. I really don't snack at night. There's no little late night snack. I don't really drink a lot of alcohol. Alcohol is less and less in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a social drinker. If I see you, you know, we'll have a beer. But so really after six, there's no alcohol. There's no extra snacks. And then I'll go through and drink coffee and maybe do a banana in the morning, but sometimes it's just coffee and I get to lunch with no snacks. What's what time is lunch? Usually twelve. I'm like twelve and six. Like so, I get oh, twelve to six, and then that's that's the, it. That's so the that's window. the fast is twelve to six. And so usually a salad. I really try to not. I'm not a big sandwich guy. I think the bread is the is the enemy right now. Yeah. So it's 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 salads and you know whatever at dinner. I don't I'm not super picky at dinner, but it's usually not a sandwich type setup. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it also offers like a lot of uh, mental clarity. I mean, there's a, obviously a bit of a challenge to get it to that point, yeah. right? Of like, you know, fighting like, like the hunger pains and like that sort of thing. But yeah. if you're able to get it through, like yeah. actually like you come out on the other side, like even clearer in the mind. I think it's probably fighting, like you said, like he's like, oh, I want that. Now you just, you got to get used to mm. discipline. Discipline. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and that's, you know, not going into the gas station and buying the snacks and the crap, you know I mean? That's mm-hmm. also, you get, you know, saving comes into that too. And I was so cheap back in the day. It was like waters, uh, every meal. It, I would never get a Coke, you know, it was just like, I was going to get the water. Of course you're in the restaurant business. You love when people order I love a drink, you, right? But the- I mean, I, I get it, right? Yeah. But, but I think what's fascinating about this story is like, you had this, and you mentioned this earlier, this delayed gratification. Like you didn't, we weren't, you were playing for the long game. So Always. you you weren't like looking for like the Coca-Cola satisfaction right now. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean. Yeah, like we're, we're, true. We're Coca- in Coca-Cola country right now. Yes. So <laughs> didn't mean to come on. Coke like, is still good. But um, like, you know, you were putting off that delayed uh, satisfaction for the fact that you could kind of like build up uh, some sort of like money in order to go and do other things with, right? That yes. was more more important. Yes. And oftentimes I, I think, you know, being able to kind of like save a little bit here and there in the long run is gonna give you so much access to so much more as no, no. opposed to wanting the thing right now. Yeah, well, it's just like, you know, in our culture, American culture, we want everything, right? We want the biggest house if we can afford it. We mm. want the nicest vehicles if we can afford it. Like that's a bit, right? We And for the longest time, oh my God, I drove a... <laughs> I had a Camry uh, forever. My grandmother gave me her like a cord, like, you know, she literally gave it to me as a gift. It's uh-huh. like, and I, I drove it. Like, yeah. I was like, it was an old 92 Accord. Like, that was my grandma's <laughs> car, but like, vehicles were never that important to me now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a new nice truck now, but it, that's not the end all be all for me. Like, yeah. I, I'm a memory, memory guy. Like, I'd like to go make memories. I love to travel and eat good, but. It's not the things for me. It's it is the experiences and and you know spending time with family. Love that. Yeah. Let's shift uh, direction. I know that you're a huge uh, sports fan. Love it. And you know you love kind of like going to games. Yep. Uh, we've actually been to uh, a Heat some game. Fun. Yeah, Miami Heat. Yeah, we did go. I remember that. That, that was awesome. last season, I think. That's right. D Wade. That's right. That's right. Um, so t- talk to me about your passion for that. Like, how did that start? I think playing, uh, what are your teams? playing sports and I think in American culture, you know, a father and son or father, daughter, golly, Stella loves sports, mm. like sharing, watching sports together, going to different events. Um, some of my most cherished memories, I mean, I have a memory of my dad and my brother and I all going to a Miami Hurricanes game where it was like against Florida State, which is a big rivalry. They missed the field goal and everybody just goes nuts. And we're like right there in the front row. Like those are ingrained, <laughs> cherished memories. And sports is something that when the game ends for us, I'll call my dad, I'll call my brother, man, we sucked or, you know, <laughs> whatever. You And you talk and it just gives you chances to catch up and talk sports. Uh, we love sports. We're a huge and, and I'm big for children on sports. I think mm-hmm. it keeps them in shape. I, you learn about winning, losing, teamwork, competition, stuff that goes right to business. Mm. Give me an athlete all day in yeah. business because they cared for their bodies. They trained. They had to show up. They disciplined. Things you look for in employees and, and good workers are there in athletes all day. They, there's a statistic out there talking about uh, you know NCAA athletes, like yep. people that make it to that level, which mm-hmm. is kind of like college, um, whatever type of sport that you're in. Right. There's a st- statistic out there saying that they are honestly after they get done with like their the the sport, yep. they actually go on to uh, achieve more, even if it's not in like the professional sport side. Yes. But they obviously have like the tools and the yeah. mechanism that you know gives them the discipline to you know, go out there and crush it in whatever field that they want. It's the drive. It's Mm -hmm. the drive of the athlete. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And it's just, I mean, you know, obviously 
there's great people that are not athletes, but it's just like, I know. I, I mean, if you've been an athlete, especially got all the way to college, you had some drive to get right. there. There's no doubt in my mind. So um, I think, you know, all the athletes at Georgia Southern, they get ready to graduate. Golly, if any of them are interested, you know, give scoop me a shout. Up. Yeah, scoop <laughs> them up. So uh, well, you know, that's one of our passions is we like to give back and mm -hmm. talk and, and help. The, you know, I, I heard a stat the other day, you should hang out with 33% people above you, mm -hmm. like whether it be intelligence or wealth or whatever, 33% people your same level, kind of mm -hmm. same drive, same of this, and 33% people below you to lift them up. I love know? that. I love and I that. thought that was really, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times when you see people kind of like, quote unquote, make it, they don't really spend the time to give back, right? Like, yeah. and, and kind of lend I'm, a helping hand. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm, yeah. yeah, I got my own thing. Yeah. But I, I think that that's such an important piece of like, hey, yeah. like, you know, and I, I still have like a long way to go. There's still plenty of things in my life that I want to try to achieve. Right. But there's never a moment in time where I'm not willing to say, hey, look, like, you know, I've, I've been in that same position before, oh, I will be the person that I wish I, I had yeah. like for myself, right? Yep. And not, not to say that I didn't have mentors, but like the whole point of this is like being open and like available to people yeah. just to help like the community grow. If you can't give, I mean like, and I think that's one of your great strengths is that you are a giver. You generally care and want to help. I mean, I've seen it. Mm. And the other day when we talked and you mentioned something and I said, oh, you know, my buddy just started this business, it's a hat business. Yep. Shout I out Matt, do, yeah. Matt Hat Company, shout yep. out. Uh, and you just got on, you were easy, ready no, to help no, him. No, and, no problem at all. Hey, do you mind calling him and talking to him? I mean, that's just, you didn't have to do that. But yep. it's like, we are called to help each other. I mean, that's right. That's a big thing. What do you think about uh, Georgia Southern football? So I know you sometimes get like a little bit of the inside scoop on yes. what's happening. How are you looking? It's a, tra it's a train that can't be stopped right now. We're really? Ready. We're ready. You and, think and this so? This is going to be a big step up year. I really do. This will be a big game. Uh, heading into week two, but we got a lot of um, strength going on, man. This indoor practice facility, have you been in there to see I it I haven't yet? seen oh, it Oh, it's phenomenal. It, it, everybody that gets to see it, it's going to be a tree. We actually got a tailgate suite there. Yep, you did. So it, yeah, I got one. So it's super shaded. And yep. if you know me, I'm all about the weather. Weather like makes everything. I don't want to be sitting there baking like a toasted cheeser, you know? <laughs> um, so... You know, that's big time for the players to practice in. They're not sitting there in a 100-degree day getting you – know, there's days that they've got to practice in that to prepare for the season. Yeah. But there's so many days, rainy days, and just like if it's too hot, like let's tuck you inside and still have a great practice. Mm -hmm. Players have said it's felt like 20 degrees cooler on some days. Like, they, they said that – like I've, I've spoken to also some of yeah. the football players, and they're saying that, you know, in terms of weight loss, they actually are able to maintain their weight because they are, are the not – heat's not in, taking yeah, everything exactly, away. Exactly, which is huge. Yeah, and we've had a lot of um, people giving, man. It's like, mm. and in order to make this stuff go, college athletics, it doesn't, you know, especially at the level Georgia Southern is, we don't have a ton of givers. We need people to step up and give and donate. And and there's different ways you can give to the university and give to stuff like the, the facilities, which get better players, yep. which when football is great, the town grows. Georgia State, make no mistake. Georgia Southern doesn't win all these national championships back in the day. Yeah. And Statesboro, the college, doesn't grow because of football. We – this could be a very small town. It still is a great small town, but it's growing. Sure. Large part due to sports. Sure. 
Um, so I think George Sutton's going to continue to do good. Um, there's different, you know, NIL supporting the players, like these athletes. That's a big, huge thing we talked about for a long time. That's right. That money goes straight to the players. You give to NIL, like it's they're distributed to keeping and retaining some of the best players. That's what, you know, you think of it in different ways. You have, sometimes you have to go pay. This is a crazy world. This yeah. NIL stuff. Yeah. But you have to pay these players to maybe get them to come. And also, if you got an amazing player, sometimes you got to pay to get them to stay now. Mm. And it's tough. It's tough for us to compete with some of the bigger SEC schools that have unlimited resources. But we need people giving and supporting the program because it's great for the town, great for, for our football program, and just elevating our region as a whole. And one of your friends actually recently uh, kind of created something for this, right? The NIL, NIL Collective. NIL Collective, right? yeah. Leonard Bevel kind of head, heads that up, and it's been fantastic. They had a great fundraiser a couple yep. weeks ago. and So the NIL stuff is a really neat – and it's a way for you know businesses to maybe – collaborate with players and and use them and you know give to them in their journey and in, in, in the sports world i had a question and this is more on the business side yeah. um you know at the indoor practice facility mm-hmm. there were they there i think they set up something for tailgate packages where like bi- like restaurants can come and deliver and food up. if you yes. will mm-hmm. uh how was did you use I, utilize the system I, or did I, you use i the did we, we bought a grill and we were able to keep the grill there so we grilled gotcha. ourselves so we a couple guys that I'm with, they love to grill, so we probably will not use that service. But that is a pretty neat thing too. Did you see a lot of people using the service? I didn't, but I didn't. I didn't walk or around and kind of didn't pay attention that gotcha, much. So, gotcha. and it's brand new, so it may get kicked off more. And I think yeah. it's a neat concept for sure. Yeah, they, I mean, they reached out to us because we obviously have kind of like that con- uh, connection to them with the Saucy Shrimp Truck. Yep. So you know, if you're at any of the football games, make sure you stop by the Saucy Shrimp Truck. It's it. uh, right next on the uh, student side. Yep. Uh, and it's been popping. I mean, we. This is our second year doing it, mm-hmm. but this year it felt different. Uh, we just have uh, more interest in it. Was your game one good? Did it, did it sell? Great sales. I, I think we broke all all records. Um, and I think it's going to – so this – I think last week's attendance was 18,000. Oh, it wasn't it was 16, even that packed. 16 or 18. It wasn't even all the way sold out. I anticipate this week being better, and if we can keep the train going, then you'll see the steam keep going. Love it. So it should be it. should be a really good year for the Eagles. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what, what, what about, what, what, what's, what other things are you working on currently? Uh, I think just develop the development stuff's where, because there's not a lot for sale, we're still sitting under a hundred houses. There's, mm-hmm. there's hardly any resales. I'm at the lowest listing point my whole entire real estate career. I'm at like two and three listings. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a, what you doing, Paul? I don't know. I'm you losing it. You losing your touch. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Call Paul. No, it's, um, it's just the people are holding, you know? Yeah. And so I'm in development to try to create inventory. I mean, mm-hmm. if we don't get some new construction going, the real estate agents, you know, we're not going to have hardly anything to sell. Yeah. So that's about all we can sell right now is new construction because all the resales are just locked up. They're yeah. not, they're not reselling. Got you. Gotcha. But, um, no, so we're doing that. We're, we're working on the, you know, vacation rental stuff. We're doing the rental. Um, you know, I just, I'm just staying, and staying busy with family. All my kids are doing sports, and so right now I'm able to spend quality time, which is, you know, at the end of your days, you don't want to just say you worked and didn't spend time with your family. So that's just such a big, important piece to me is just being super present with my kids. Yeah. Paul, it's a pleasure 
having you back onto the yes, show. Yes, it was awesome. Um, you, you know, every single time I talk to you, every time, every single time we catch up, it's always just like we pick up right where we it's left easy. off, and um, you know, just inspired by kind of like the things that you're doing right now. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that you lead a, a, a life that is very uh, balanced, where like you have kind of like the family aspect as well as the business aspect, That's right. and and how those two things like you know play together. I think that it, it's a it's a great thing. Um, how do people keep in contact with you if people wanted to reach out and kind of like you know I mean, pick my, your brain? My or... cell phones are open book, um, Instagram, Facebook. I've kind of touched a little bit of TikTok, which I know I probably need to do more of those. And I see some more content coming out. We've here. been putting out a little bit more, trying to get the overrated, underrated stuff pop back up, and just just be present. Social media, as you know, in business is is everything. You got to kind of put yourself out there, but. Sure. Um, no, I, I appreciate you having me on. I've been, I've enjoyed it today. It's always fun catching up with you and, and I, and big shout out to you too, just cause you're just always, you're the hustler. I like to be, I like to be around movers and shakers. Love it. Love yeah. it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, catch up with Paul. Um, definitely call Paul. That's call the tagline. Oh, there's some. Hold on, I got. Uh, you got a new one? No, it's everybody's on the sidelines right now, right? So I did my little football video. Oh, I saw that. Yes, I saw that. So, uh, G-A-T-A, get after those assets. Oh, so let them know, let them know. Get after those assets. <laughs> so that's a gather, that's a Georgia Southern thing. But no, enjoyed it, man. Have a great day. Appreciate cool. you. Awesome. <laughs>